Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Club. My name is Jessamy G. I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Miss Alice Eady. Hi, Alice. Hello. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's in that Ah, my God, it's that weird no man's land between Christmas and New Year's at the moment. So this episode will come out just after New Year's, but um, this is when we're recording it because of, you know, stuff, plans, travel and things. But it's such a weird, like, limbo time of year where you're so fucking tired but feel like you should be doing things, like feel like you should be making the most of holidays or I don't know. I just I tried to cancel on this recording today. <laughs> so I was like, I have, I have nothing. I have and nothing. I, and I didn't allow for it to happen, not based on optimism, but I'm like, well, tomorrow could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it today because tomorrow it's just who knows? Who knows? It's one of those interesting things. Like I was thinking about that. Like, what is when you do something like this that's in partnership with someone else? Like what's what's the worst way of of letting them down? So like obviously cancelling is letting someone down, but also like if you're just not able yeah. to do the job properly, is that worse? I think the second one is worse. Yeah, because it sorry. Would be like- <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. No, well obviously there's a million contingencies and nuances, but like I think I think it would be like. Imagine having sex with someone who's just having sex because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Whoa. Right? No one wants. That's like the worst case scenario. This is not a pity fuck. (laughs) 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 Like I'm sure if you really, if you were really not into it, you would have said that, right? You were just like, I'm on the (laughs) face. Well, look, it's going really well so far. (laughs) This is not a pity fuck. But I said it with conviction, but but inside my heart there was like a question mark. <laughs> like, right? right? <laughs> you have my full consent <laughs> at you. all times. Thank you. Always into it. Right back at you. Yeah. Right back at you. No, I think I agree. And I felt like when I was reading your messages, rightly or wrongly, I was very much picking up that post-Christmas it's just a weird time. Like I've been yeah. feeling, and I said it to you when I arrived downstairs, but like I feel two sentences away from crying all the time. And I can't pinpoint, <clears throat> I can't pinpoint like anything. I just, it's it's just big feelings. I think it's yeah. big feelings. I think it's being tired. I think it's the end of the year. And I also think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fine. And it's also obviously incredibly common. Like everyone that you speak to at this time of year seems to be feeling roughly the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, and everyone's got their own like version of Christmas stresses or even if it's not stressful, it's still just like a lot of output of energy. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, that's exactly I think what I'm trying to get at with big feelings because I'm actually very happy as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it's just, I think it's just big. Yeah. Holding big stuff. Yeah, lots of heightened, mm. yeah. And it's a time of year where you're reflecting on stuff and planning stuff and I think that that factors into it for me as well. Like it's a bit like a birthday. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, do you have any like New Year's traditions? Are you a New Year's resolution type of gal? I think I know the answer to this question. but I mean, 
Yeah, I am. I mean, I love a list and yeah. I love, yeah, I, I'm a sucker for anything like that. I don't fully know what they are yet this year, but I think I'm, I think I'm circling something along the lines of just been noticing how much more joy and freedom there has been in the last year of my life, but also how much that scares me. And I'm mm. going to try just keep leaning into that more and allowing things to change. And yeah. What are your, do you have any 2023? Uh, no, not yet. And I also like uh, resolutions as such is not really something that I subscribe to, but definitely like the, like more broadly sort of themes or, or you know, stuff that I want to focus on a bit more or explore or just use as like a very, very loosely held broad guiding force for the year. Like if there's a question around like should I do this thing or not to just sort of look back Mm -hmm. and like, well, what was that, you know, general theme or those general themes, sort of like values, I guess, in a way, Um, and let that potentially sort of guide decision-making at some points in time. But I think in terms of the like, I'm going to lose five kilos or I'm going (laughs) to go to the, I don't know, whatever the things are, like those sort of like resolution-y resolutions. I don't, like, does any, does that work for anyone ever? I'm going to finally start smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Achievablegoals.com. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think we've all been maybe burnt with those in the past as yeah. well. Like I, I feel like it's very, I feel like New Year's resolutions go through phases of being very in vogue or very out of vogue. And currently I feel like everyone's big on the fact that they don't work and it's all bullshit and made up, which is true. But I think that there is something about just reflecting on what you want. Like it is good to have a general ballpark of where you want to head. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And part of it's looking backwards and part of it's looking forwards. Yeah, that is, I think we might have spoken about this a little bit last time, but that is a nice thing about this time of year. Like, of course, it's an arbitrary date. It doesn't actually mean anything, but it's, I think, for me anyway, it's useful to use it as an opportunity to reflect on what you did and didn't Mm -hmm. enjoy about the past year and what you do and don't want to take with you into the following year and that sort of thing. What are your themes? Um, they're, they're in development at the moment, but there's sort of two that are floating around in there. One is around visibility and one is around space, not as in like astronaut Elon Musk (laughs) (laughs) starting a space. Can you imagine? I just turned up on New Year's Day, like in a... In a helmet, ready to go. Like, this is my theme for the year. Okay, in primary school, you would have a theme for a term and it would be like dinosaurs. Volcanoes. (laughs) You know what? Like, it's not, it's not fully inconceivable to me like I would be I would be there for that journey as well just just one woman in the Australian like in the outer Melbourne suburbs and dream of going to space you said I just like put those glow-in-the-dark stars <laughs> on my bedroom ceiling make the mobiles you know with all the planets in them learn that my very earnest mother just showed us nine planets oh is that your that was your what do you call it? <clears throat> um, mnemonic. Yeah. There were a few different ones. Mary Venning eats jam sandwiches under North Pier. 
was our one. That's so much more convoluted. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Are they just completely separate words? <laughs> Don't. Just for anyone who, like, this is to remember the planets if we yeah. haven't made that, like, entirely clear. But, yeah, Mary Venning eats jam sandwiches under North Pier. Except I guess now you don't need the P for Pluto. So it would just be under North. What was your one? My very earnest mother just showed us nine planets. Right. Yours is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to remember yours. I'm like, someone had a jam sandwich on a pier. Also, because her name is Mary Venning and she's not a real person, it involves you remembering names that aren't even the fucking planets in order to remember the planet. <laughs> But look, it worked, right? You remember it. I remember it, certainly. Yeah. Mary Venning. Anyway, so not that kind of space. Okay. (laughs) Now that we've cleared that up. (laughs) Got it. I think think I've said this a few times and I know it was something that came up when I was reflecting on stuff last year as well, um, is I just, when someone asks, how are you, I don't want the answer to be busy. Yeah. And that's partially um, like a process of how I set up work stuff and it's partially a mindset thing. Like I could potentially be doing the same amount of work. I remember my friend Tim said this to me a little while ago. He's like, well, busy is kind of more a mindset. I mean, to a certain point, mm. right, obviously. You'll, you will just go through mm. times that are busier than other times. That's a thing that happens. Um, but like busy is more of a feeling than it is, yeah. a, you, you know what I mean, an actual yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thing? because you're always doing something like on a cellular level, your cells are always moving energy molecules in and out and metabolizing things. Like you're never not doing stuff. So yeah. like at a kind of a molecular level, you're always equally busy being alive. All right, we don't have to go there. But do you know what I no, mean? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. at that level, like you're never not doing stuff. You're never not doing so something. So like it's like yeah. is it in your head? Does it feel frantic or does it just yes. feel like – just like a flow. Exactly. Like I think it's that thing, you know, when you've got a lot of things on and you write your list and you're like, I cannot picture a world in which all of this is done. And you can sort of either like work yourself up into a lather being like, I don't don't know how I'm going to do this. And then everything takes so much longer and the feeling of it is so uncomfortable. And for me, sometimes that um, results in me just doing nothing because I'm just paralyzed by the overwhelm of all of the things that I have to do that I just go like zombie mode and just be like, fuck, I can't do anything. Um, But if you're able to, and I'm saying this like it's easy, like obviously I don't know how to do it. I turn into a fucking (laughs) mummy just walking around the house like, oh, give me some dogs to cuddle. I don't know what I'm doing. But if in those moments where for for whatever reason you can find that sort of clarity to be like, you know what, I've done long lists of things before, it's fine. Like, And I can only work at a pace that is within the realms of my mortal body. (laughs) So you just do one thing at a time on the list and eventually they're done. So I want to get better at at that mindset-wise, but also I think um, maybe... Uh, making better, not better choices, but like like seeing how else I can organise my days better and the distribution of work better. 
And also because I'm someone who gets like excited about hobbies, mm. like maybe just be like chill on the chill on the hobbies a little bit, <laughs> like maybe limit it to two <laughs> or whatever, rather than like trying to do all yeah. of the things. Yeah. Um, don't know. Yeah, don't know what exactly that would look like, but I guess there, that's one, one of the, yeah. the things. Yeah, I think the thing you're saying about busyness being obviously it is there are there are material cases there's there are moments in time that yeah. are more busy but like you're saying I, I do think it is a mindset thing like I've noticed you can have two people with exactly the same to-do list but the way they experience their day is completely different and the way they f- as feel as a result of that is really yeah. different and I was thinking about it a lot this week in terms of like I don't want to say the word goals because that's such a gross word, but I, I've been thinking about, well, I don't know. I'm feeling like it's just kind of gross and cheesy and I'm like fucking sick of goals. <laughs> fuck, off. <laughs> fuck off with your goals. I don't care. I have no goals. My goal is to have zero goals for this year. Um, no, I don't know. I just, it's so easy to get caught up in that, but I was like, okay, what, what do I, what do I want? Like, what do I want this life to be? Yeah. You know, actually. Yeah. And, um, and of course, not turning that into a to-do list because a lot of these things I have very limited control over. But I also think last year was a hard year and I didn't give myself permission to want things that were more than one day away, basically. And so, so just starting to brainstorm what those things are and, and hold them lightly enough to be like, they're never going to be this thing, but that's the general direction in the map. Like there is a difference between north and south and I might never end up at the north pole but at least I know that that's I choose north over south or east over west or whatever yeah. and while I was thinking about that it kind of occurred to me and this is probably going to sound really obvious but we get quite caught up in the name of the goal or the destination or like the thing that we want but it's actually not about that thing it's about a feeling it's about how we imagine we would feel with yeah. that thing yeah and actually that feeling is the compass and the things can change over time or you can get to places and realize that they didn't make you feel the way you that they that you thought they were going to make you feel mm. but it's kind of a lot more helpful to know the feeling that you're looking for that's really really interesting um and then so you sort of use that as your measure, you're like, am I feeling? But then feelings are so like, because you can't just be like happy. Yeah, yeah. I just, I want to be happy all the time. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? I but know. but I think it can be like, I remember saying, um, like I want my, I want my life to feel like I'm on holidays all the time. Now, obviously, there is like reality things that play into that. You're not yeah, going yeah, to because we have yeah. to have jobs and make money and holidays are a special thing. But it's like something about that feeling of like of being um, like hopeful and mm. and calm and light. And <clears throat> light. And I always find on, on holidays I'm very reflective and I'm thinking about the things that I want and feel a bit more clear. So when I say like I want to feel like I'm on holidays all the time, <laughs> I don't mean like sitting by the pool, drinking a margarita and like not having to do anything. But there's something about that, yeah, that that lightness, that um, that space that even if I could capture like a quarter of yeah. that, 
in non-holiday time, um, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it is part of maturity is understanding. Like these are the these are the big pictures that you paint, recognizing that it's an unachievable thing, but it's it's the game. That just a direction. Yeah. You're like okay, I'm not going to feel like I'm drinking margaritas on the beach every day, but I'd sure as fuck rather head in that direction and miss that target than not have that hope at all and just be like, yeah, I'm totally cool with hating every moment of living in this air-conditioned fucking office, making more money for a bank that I don't give a fuck about to participate in this, in the hopeful dying machinery of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, you, I mean, yeah. you know, you get it's like you're allowed to hope for one thing, recognizing yeah. that it's not going to be that way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. It's a thing to, that creates the momentum. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, how was your Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> it was great, actually. Yeah? It was really nice. That's yeah. so good. It was really, really lovely. We went to, we got back yesterday. We went to Queensland to visit the family of Tom, my partner. Mm -hmm. And it was four days of just staying in his mum's house and feeling so taken care of. Was, oh, that's so nice. It was amazing. Nice. Yeah. They have, it's, it's such a new dynamic. Like I obviously was with my ex for 14 years. So his family were very much my family. So mm. kind of meeting a whole new set of family is is quite a strange and interesting thing yeah and I lucked out like they're so they're great they're really oh that's good. so good yeah so it was it was so you go back into that mode of like it's so rare to feel like a kid again kind of like, yeah kind of someone's like cooking supper for you and taking care of you and it's someone else is putting up Christmas decorations and you know, I love being an adult in a lot of ways at a lot of times, but it's also sometimes really necessary just to go. It was amazing. It was great. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah. It's it's still Christmas's big feelings though. Like it it makes me miss my family. It makes me yeah. feel so like but all at the same time. Like good and it's you can't isolate. It's like it's not a positive or negative. It's just a time of amplified. Like the good stuff is great and the people you miss it's pronounced and yeah that's it making yeah. people you know that there's something like it's the most wonderful time people like, no, it's just the most time it's the mo yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. the most time of yeah. the year yeah that combined with it being the end of the year combined with it you're reflecting on yeah. your whole life and and where it's going or where it's not going and and what you are wanting to hold on to and let go of and all of that yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it was gorgeous. What did you end up doing in the end? So um, Christmas has been has been a weird one for me in the last two years because I feel really, really grateful in that mo most of my life and up until this point, Christmas has been pretty stress-free for me. Um, like when we were kids, because um, my parents moved to Melbourne the year before I was born. They were both Queenslanders. So all of our extended family were all in Queensland. So it was just the four of us in Melbourne, my mum and dad, my sister and I. And so like when we were little, we probably went up to Queensland a little bit more often, but that was really the only decision to be made. It was like, do we go to Queensland or not go to Queensland? Um, 
that was it. When we go to Queensland, we'd sort of do di- different stuff, stay with different people. Sometimes if we were here, we'd sort of adopt whoever was around or I think we went to some of family friends' places some years. Like it was always very like there wasn't the set thing of like this is exactly what we do every single year and we cannot deviate from this mm-hmm. thing. Um, in saying that, there are also, of course, like little traditions that we did have which are really nice to hold on to those things but it was always pretty flexible and really chill. There's no like beef in our family. Everyone kind of likes each other. It was really, really nice. And same with when I um, met Dan and his family. They're all gorgeous. Again, like I was saying the other week, won the in-law lottery. They're amazing. Um, So, yeah, so all of this to to just preface the fact that it it was odd for me to suddenly have, not negative, but like to feel really emotional around Christmas. So to Okay, so here's what's happened. Okay, yeah, I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all the caveats are in place. But I'm also like, I, I still, why I'm sort of um, pausing is I still don't, I haven't identified what the actual problem is. I still am not entirely sure why I've been feeling the way that I'm feeling. And I've got a couple of theories, but who fucking knows? So last year, obviously, we'd had COVID. So Dan and I had just bought our place. We bought it in July 2020, so like right before the first big lockdown in Melbourne happened. So we bought our place and then essentially no one got to see it for like a year, (laughs) (laughs) which sucked. Um, But, you know, that's what it is. So last year, um, months before Christmas, I was like, I really love to host Christmas at our place. It's really exciting first place that we've owned no one's really got to see it yeah obviously we haven't been able to see family much at all in the past two years because of COVID um so I was like we'll just have like our immediate families so like Dan's parents and siblings um my dad and his partner and my sister and her partner who were based in Sydney and everyone's like yeah 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 great 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 that sounds amazing this is yeah as I said like months before Christmas then just before Christmas maybe even like that week, well, a few things happened. So my sister and her partner couldn't come down because there was an extra, there was a new wave of COVID and he's got some health stuff that means he's particularly at risk and COVID was particularly scary for him. So disappointing, but also extremely reasonable. Like look after your health, that's fine. Then like a few days before Christmas, Dan's family were like, oh yeah, so we'll be there at this time, but then we'll leave by one to go to the big family thing and I was like what do you mean yeah that's so like Uh, what 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 do you mean like we invited (laughs) you over for Christmas and you were like yeah amazing we'll be there and then you're saying we'll be there for like an hour and then go to the other we'll come and then we'll go to real Christmas yeah (laughs) yeah and I it just like it absolutely blew my mind and these are all like I love these people they're like kind, conscientious, yeah. lovely. So it wasn't like a fuck you thing. Like, And then trying to work it out with Dan afterwards, it's like I think that's just because it's so ingrained because this is the huge side of their mm, family, the ten yeah. aunties and uncles side. It's so ingrained that like that's what you do for Christmas that it wouldn't even have like entered yes. into their yeah, mind exactly. that we were asking them to do this instead of going to yeah. that. Which, yeah, anyway, so then I just I felt really... Um, like really let down and really upset by that. But I was like, okay, well, I guess like that's just 
that's a thing to navigate, but they'll come over for a bit. That'll be fine. <laughs> then, <laughs> then like on Christmas, um, a bunch of people got COVID. So Dan's mum got COVID and because she'd babysat for our nephew, then they couldn't. Anyway, so it was this whole like thing that just tumbled and fell over. Plus, you know, put on top of that, like all of the disappointments of COVID yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. I just, it was just like the last straw for me. So yeah. it ended up being just us and my dad and his partner. Um, and I think Dan's dad came over like very briefly before he went to the, like his family thing. Um, so look, we, we made the most of it. It was fine. It just wasn't like, I think for me, there was something really important. Like we're talking about the the adult and child dynamic mm. thing. There was something that was really important to me about hosting and feeling like the adult in the grown-up house that we bought yeah. on our own. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's like like everything, you know, Christmas is not about Christmas, money is not about money, sex is not about sex. Like there's something else, there's yeah. some underlying thing that this is just uncovering. And no one's doing anything wrong. Yeah. It's just, just really disappointing and upsetting. So I'd sort of carried that forth into this year and then... <laughs> Basically, looking down the barrel, the same thing happening again. My sister and partner just took fucking ages to let us know if they were coming or not. So then I'm like, it's just going to be Dad and Jan. That's fine. Maybe we can do something a bit different. There was a series of disasters with like food orders not going through. And and then I'm like, fine, fuck it. This is just the way that it's going to be. It'll be us and Dad and Jan. It'll be lovely. And then on Christmas Day, get a phone call. No. Poor Jan has COVID. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Obviously much worse for her no, I know, than for I know. us. Like, but blah, it was just, obvi- Yeah, we all know. But also, fuck, I know that this has just been like. <laughs> it's just been so shit. But by this stage, it's sort of like it's been this comedy of errors. So I'm like, of course, why not? You've like, of course you've that like would have crossed happened. the threshold of like, yeah. you're like, well, all yeah. right. Yeah. Then. Burn it all down. Puked on me in the car on the way back from my dad's house. Pickles our dog, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't like Uncle Pickle, <laughs> the drunk. Um, yeah. Oh, anyway, love. so look, there's a sort of like long and winding story that's probably not particularly interesting. Right. And it's also not like I completely understand these are not massive things individually that have happened. But what's been interesting is like why, like, why am I so yeah. upset? Yeah. And I think I've mentioned this to you before, like I was getting, like I was feeling angry at various people throughout this like two-year Christmas process, but then realising that like my anger would shift day to day. So I'm like, oh, it's actually, it's got nothing to do with anyone. It's just me. Like when the focus of your anger and upset is changing that frequently depending on like who you spoke to. I was like, oh, and also knowing like actually no one's really done anything wrong at the very worst like miscommunication maybe but so then I'm like okay so if I'm if I'm angry or upset but it's not at anyone what like what is it that's causing that and I think it's it's tied into this like not feeling not feeling like you're ever going to have your own like traditions or story or whatever. Like I think looking down the barrel of mo- like 99.9% probably not going to have kids. 
then it's like, okay, well, what does like this look like yeah. for the rest of time then? Like do I, if we couldn't have like one, like I'm like, I'm not asking to take it on forever. I just wanted one. Yeah. Like I just wanted I one wanted Christmas. Like, I just I wanted, wanted a turn. turn. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's maybe where it's coming from. It's like, oh, like do, so we just don't get our turn because we're not going to have kids. No one has said this, but I feel like that's the like, that's what yeah. it's bringing up oh, for me. I'm, like I totally get that. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. There's, there's so much that like also just to, to acknowledge, I think what you said is, is really profound about recognizing firstly. Yeah. The starting point of like when the response feels disproportionate to the impetus yeah. that something else is happening and I remember hearing someone describing it as like time travel because if you are being triggered by – like the current events are, are causing – something is happening inside you that's pulling from an archive that is likening this to something else that hurt a lot basically. Mm. And your response is trying to protect you from feeling a version of that pain again. But what it really means is like you've time traveled back to the last time something made you feel like this. Mm. is is kind of the theory but like just I mean that's that's like a whole thing to discuss but more the point being like first the recognition that the response and the thing seem mismatched but then mm. what you said about how you notice that the per, like the object that fit like that feeling always feels like it's coming from a person like they said this or they did this but then recognizing that that object is shifting all the time I think that's a really useful way of being able to identify that it's not the case. Because also sometimes people fuck up. Like sometimes people are total dicks and yeah. and it is on them, right? Yeah. But it can be really hard when you're feeling heightened to tell the difference. Like I, I'm speaking personally, like I find it very difficult to know when it's my shit or when it's someone else crossing a boundary. And I feel like what you just said there now is, I'm like, I'm archiving this in my brain. I think it's fucking profound. Like, yeah, if the person keeps shifting, it's not the person. Then you know that it is inside, which is kind of worse. Because yeah, yeah, it's like, like oh, well, fuck. great. What yeah. the fuck do I do with that now? <laughs> I, guess, I was hoping that someone else had done yeah. something wrong can and I could someone, blame them. Exactly. Can yeah. someone else be the bad guy for a change? <laughs> but no. Still me. Still me, it turns out. I'm still um, the asshole. Yeah, it's, no. such, it's an interesting thing because obviously it feels incredibly real at the moment. Oh, like when yeah. you feel upset or anger towards someone there's no part of you in that moment while you're heightened that goes actually is this maybe me like that's for me at least I can only do that in hindsight and that hindsight might take an hour or it might take three weeks or it might take six months I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but because this was happening in such quick succession yeah feeling it sort of move around like that I was like oh okay yeah, no, this is definitely a, a me thing. Yeah, yeah. You're like everything yeah. else is moving and I'm the thing. You you suddenly I'm the common denominator. Yeah, you're like yeah. triangulated. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I am literally at the eye of this hurricane. Yeah. But yeah. but also, okay, saying that, and I think that that's it is important to recognize all of those things. I do like you it it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like they also are it that is not to invalidate the other stuff because I also get it like yeah. it, it, it is really shit getting to a point in your 30s where where people are married or having kids or doing things that feel like they are recognized or have a certain amount of social capital more than other things yeah and and some people are really good at that like we've got a group of friends 
who are having we're having this big new year party and we were kind of this is gonna sound strange but it's beautiful and really fun but like a group of us a group of the girls were doing like a little dance where we were like oh we're gonna just get like have a few drinks and then do a dance routine all together high with highlights of the year right can I tell you what I'm picturing right now the scene in Mean Girls where they do Jingle Bell Rock (laughs) is that what it is I mean I'm gonna say yes It's so, so fun. And I remember I just met this group of friends this time last year and I remember the girls doing it and it was, obviously I wasn't part of it. I didn't know anyone at that stage and it was so fucking cute and hilarious and it was was just chaos. No one knew what was happening. When I say choreo, like it is a choreographed dance piece in the loosest sense of the word choreographed. It's just a group of adult women like dancing and acting and doing it's like kids this is so fun it was honestly I, I I remember watching them and just being like I love these humans already and I hadn't even met them so this year I'm part of it and we were kind of reflecting on the year and choosing out moments from everyone in the friendship group of like these cool things that had happened and what to celebrate and and just yeah doing a little review of the year um and part of that, obviously, there were like quite a few people that got engaged and it was it was celebrating that and like all the proposals and stuff. And then um, and then I just kind of noticed one girl like kind of went quiet and she was thinking about it. And then she like kind of whispered to someone else in the group. I'm saying girl, woman, these are all grown women. Um, and then and then they were kind of like, oh, yeah. And also um, this person studied and Alice got a degree and like kind of just that I, I thought it was so beautiful that recognition of that that is that that matters as yeah. well but it, it's not the default and I don't mean in that group at all I just mean generally it, it is there are things that seem to hold more social capital and the kid one is a huge one and like yeah if you're the you're the you're still a family right like you don't have kids but it doesn't make you not a family yeah, exactly. And that's the thing that I really, I don't know, I find it really hurtful when people say that. Like, oh, you don't want to like start a family or have a family. And I understand what the, the question they're asking is, you don't ha- do you have children? Or they say, do you have a family? Well, yeah, I've got a fucking family whether I have kids or not. Like I find yeah. that question personally super hurtful. I know that it's not meant in that way, but obviously words are powerful and the messages that that reiterates to you, you and just like has that... Um, like even if you're 100% sure that this is the decision for you that, and that it's right, doesn't mean that things like that don't kind of make you feel a little yeah. bit, yeah, hurt, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and it's it's wonderful to have those things with friends and I feel very lucky as well to have, a you know, a beautiful group of friends and range of friends that are at different stages in life. But I think it's... Um, it's never quite the same thing. Yeah. 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 Um, there's so much there. I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> now, solve, solve for me, please. <laughs> oh, it's, it's also good to talk. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really nice to speak about it as well. Yeah. I think it's probably one of those things too. Like obviously if there's one thing that I've like learnt about life as I've gone on is that like nothing ever turns out the way that you think it will, which can be amazing and can be terrible and can be like everything in between. But definitely like we don't know shit and things that we (laughs) assume at any point in our life are going to be like that forever very, very rarely are. 
Um, and I think this probably goes into that as well, you know, and like f- family feeling different, you know, like not knowing that my mum would pass away or my sister and I wouldn't live in the same state, like all of those sorts of things, like the Christmas that you have as a little kid and the Christmases you sort of imagine yourself having as an adult, which, and who knows with what fucking like butterfly wing flap things might have changed in any direction. But um, I don't know, I'm rambling now and I feel no. like I'm going to cry. <laughs> I, I just you. have lots of feelings I and you. I don't know why. <laughs> what you were saying is I was listening to this on the plane yesterday and I did have a, a, just a quiet cry and no one noticed and it was fine and I just was feeling all the things. But I was listening to this, um, it was a talk it was a Buddhist monk and teacher talking and he was speaking about this as rope burn. And he's like, this, mm-hmm. the fundamental reality of everything is that everything is changing. And, and the, the, he said a few things actually that blew my mind. And it was one of those things where none of this was new content. Like none of actually anything that he said is a thing that I haven't thought about before or read about before or discussed before. But sometimes you just need it said in that way on that moment in that day by that person. Yeah. And the way he articulated it was, he's like, there is nothing that exists materially that is not in some state of change. If you even look at your glass of water, if you look deep enough into that glass, the atoms are moving, the molecules are moving, like everything is changing. And that is that is just a truth. But the space where things don't change is the conceptual space. So my idea of glass doesn't change. My idea of what a tree is or what tea is or what water is or any of these things is like concept which is really I don't know if I can um listen I'm it is above my pay grade to explain (laughs) all of this but but like that idea of I've always thought of it in the other way I'm like material is solid like the world is Mm. solid right ideas can change all the time but like he completely flipped that and he's like no the material world is always changing all the time unavoidably concepts don't and he's like we hold on to ideas in a reality that is one of change and it's like it's like holding on to a rope that is moving and the tighter you hold that rope the more rope burn you'll get and it just like that idea and I I he said it and I'm like I think a lot of the big stuff I've been feeling lately and a lot of the it I've it's just been like a really weird time and nothing is wrong I'm I'm so happy in so many ways but also have this like weird feeling on my insides and it's rope burn. Like it is rope burn. It's like, I just want one thing to stay the same. Right. And it's like, I I can keep crying about the impossibility of that or start making sense of that. And it's so much fucking easier said than done, but like, just, I don't know. Oh man, I'm so, um, I'll have to get you to send me that podcast. That makes so much, so much sense to me. Even like, I know that like language I've used previously to describe um, like feel that uncomfortability you feel with like uh, identity change or that sort of stuff is like feeling untethered. Yeah. So then it makes sense that you like grab the, yeah. <laughs> the rope yeah. with all of your might and try to hold onto that. Yeah. It's like I just want to be fucking tethered to yeah. something, yeah. whether that's, yeah, like how you thought your 30s would be or Christmas would be or your family would be or any of those sort of things are actually much harder to let go of when, you know, other parts out of your control become untethered. Yeah. Yeah, That's and really interesting. relationships, I think it's it's realising, I think I 
I thought that that was what marriage would be, would mm. be like you would have a thing that always was there and always felt safe. But of course things change and that's a good thing as well. Yeah. But it's like after that, trying not to forget that lesson because it's like you can't just be like, nope, well, that that one, that didn't work because that was a special case, but now let's go find the happily ever after. And you're like, no, yeah. the lesson wasn't that. But it's, I don't know, like it's a hard thing. I think it's really human. The other way he described it was he was like, it's like if you go and sit in the cinema and watch a movie for two hours, you can be immersed in that and it can make you feel stuff. Like you feel things in response to what you see and those feelings are real. But like, are those people real? Are those characters real? Are those stories real? Like they're happening. But also if you look close enough, it's like moving light and color and and both of those things are true at the same time. Mm. And I think, I don't know, it's like things change, everything's changing. You can't hold on to stuff. That is true. But also like we are humans, we live in our lives, we live in our stories and we do want to make sense of things and that's also okay to want to hold stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think as well like it depends on like sort of how resilient you are feeling at any given time because if you feel like your core self is pretty solid, sometimes it can be and sometimes it can be like sand. <laughs> <laughs> Just disappearing through my <laughs> fingertips. But sometimes it does feel really solid. And in that stage, you're like, actually, I don't need to hold on so tightly yeah. to these things because you feel, you know, self-tethered. Yeah. Like you feel yes. fine or maybe you feel like, yeah, I don't know. Like you have enough weight to keep you yeah, to keep you on the ground yourself yeah. and those things are not as important. And so it may not even be that there's stages of more or less change it might just be the times where you are feeling more resilient in dealing with it or, yeah, I don't know. I also think when things have been like you go through these sort of cycles of big periods of change and then maybe a period of stability and a period of change and when you're in the period of stability, you almost can't remember what that mm. that untethered changing period feels like. You, you sort of... You sort of can and then you feel like I'll be like I'll know this when I see it next yeah. time but you don't. <laughs> You're like, well, fuck, now I'm at the start yeah. again. I thought I'd done this bit already and I'm just starting to realise, oh, like you're never cooked. Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. you ain't in the process of baking for your entire life. You're not like, oh, I'm done now. <laughs> so when you said that you are never cooked and I was like, no, I'm definitely cooked. <laughs> But yes, <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it, well, I suppose it's like. You're never thing. complete. Yeah. 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 And, but exactly. When you're feeling strong, it's so easy. When you're yeah. feeling like yourself, it is so easy to know how you think you will handle the shit day when it yes. comes. But the thing is, like, the shit day, when it hits you and you're not there, it is incredibly difficult to access those same tools and find ways to kind of self-regulate to the point at which you then can access the, th the tools that you have with you. You do always, have, it's not that they're not there. Yeah. But it can be very hard to see them. Yeah. Yeah. And on those days, you absolutely should not drink more than one coffee. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure how I've gone. I was like playing a a very, very dangerous game of caffeine. Caffeine? Caffeine. Caffeine roulette. (laughs) Caffeine roulette. Caffeine chicken, if you will. Where it was just me and the coffee staring at each other, going head to head. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know who's going to win this game. I've never won once before, but maybe today's the day. Maybe putting more uh, cortisol and stress hormones into my already anxious <laughs> ecosystem. <laughs> but it's like, no, nah, man, but I'm going to find the perfect balance. Yes. I'm going to find the perfect balance. Like they're doing like maths equations yeah. in my head and shit. Like oh, it's there, it's there, yeah. I can feel it. <laughs> Actually, but because I was so tired, I'm like, I don't feel like there's any amount of caffeine that can like even touch the sides this morning. Mm. But you can definitely get the like caffeine craziest bit and still feel really tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can cross... <laughs> You can cross into that hyper-stimulated but not okay. Like I've been, well, that for me is when I get manic. Yeah. Like my my body is super stimulated and my mind is like not not equipped to drive the machinery. <laughs> I didn't know this is what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? It's 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 happening. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so what? What happens first week of Jen for Alice Edie? Have you got um, plans? Have you got something? I don't know. Have you got any traditions about how you start a year as well? Um, No, I will be, I'll be at a New Year's party with friends. We will have done the aforementioned dance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited to hear about this. I'm so excited. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm really, really excited for New Year. It's a really good crew of people we were going to head to the beach and camp and then just have a party on the beach but it looks like I think someone's headed there a bit earlier and it's packed out so we're just okay. finding a field somewhere and we're going to set up a bunch of tents and have a little mini festival and then yeah so probably the first few days of the new year will be spent recovering mm-hmm. but um yeah I'm, ex- I'm really excited for es- for establishing a sense of business as usual because the last with studying and stuff I like I just don't have any sense of regularity and I'm I'm actually just like it's been an amazing coming off the back of studying into holidays into festive season and work was a bit chaotic kind of trying to make some holiday money but I just like I want to have I want to know what a regular Wednesday looks like and to start setting up some structures to, to hold that whether it's finding studio space to rent to to work in a co-working space again or yeah yeah setting that up again yeah that's very true I was thinking about that as well in terms of the looking forward and what we might like out of this year and I think we've sort of forgotten as well that we've been through this massive fucking traumatic thing like very recently and last year was the first year that things were sort of normal-ish but also I think then like there's got to be, like remember at the end of 2020 and we were like, thank God 2021's yeah. here, yeah. you know. So I think people have been burnt by that a little bit that it was almost for me anyway, like going through the year just sort of like, oh, well, I better like go out and do these things and do this stuff because at any moment this could be taken yeah. away, yeah. Um, which I think was just sort of like a low hum <laughs> of a theme sort of throughout the year and now things do feel a little bit more stable um, I'm also, yeah, looking forward to finding some new rhythms with things that feel 
sustainable, at least for the time being, which yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And the space, creating, doing meaningful work, but creating space around it. Yeah. Like, I want to read. Remember reading? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure that I can read anymore. It's been that long since I've read a book. I just wish someone would make an Instagram account, which is just sequential tiles of a book. And then I could just scroll <laughs> Instagram and trick myself into reading Oh something. my God, Alice, Andy, you um, might have just hit on the new big thing. I'm sure it exists somewhere. Just if someone could turn war and peace into... 5,000 Instagram stories. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they've got pictures, even better. Um, no, that's the thing I think of as well. Like I love the idea of like sitting in a comfortable chair reading a book or like lying down outside reading a book. But I think it's the same way. Like I love the idea of like having whiskey and a cigar. Like I do not like either of those things. <laughs> but it's like the romantic yeah. thing of like, imagine if I was a person who did like having whiskey mm. and a cigar. Or imagine I was the kind of person who did actually find it relaxing to sit down or get all cosy with a book rather than read half a page and then have my brain go, ah! <laughs> you should think of all of the things that you're not meant to be thinking of right now. What are you doing tomorrow? Do you, do you have enough food in the fridge? What's for dinner? Balls, balls, balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, hypothetically. Yeah, but I think maybe like and where's the line between being like, oh, I just have to accept that I'm not that person and there are other issues. I mean, okay, I can let go of like the the whiskey and cigar things. That's probably not going to help me. But and that's just sort of like that romantic like feeling of it. But with other things of like, oh, maybe I need to work on being able to like Focus. <laughs> this is so. This Maybe is the that thing, be right? Valuable. Because because you also do get to choose this stuff. Where this time a year ago, I was not a camper at all. Like not into that. The thought of going camping for New Year's super stressful. Didn't understand yeah. why anyone would want to do that, etc. And a year later, I can honestly say it's like a thing that brings me joy. Like to me, unrelated to anyone else, not needing to do it for anyone, right? But like. Yeah. So it's, it is that thing where like we get to change, but also sometimes you get to not like stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And where's the, yeah. What's when's the line? When's it the discomfort and when is it just like you can't be fucked? And also yeah. who cares? You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I do. I definitely do think that there would be value because I wasn't always this way either. Like it's definitely like a, a phone, you know, our yeah. phone's like little fucking pokies machines and yeah. it just like mm, gratify me. Um. Like I'm usually doing two things at once. Like I've got at least two inputs at once. Like I'll be um, working and listening to a podcast or I'll be, and this one is fucking terrible. And I know that everyone does it, but like watching TV or a movie and fucking around on my Mm. phone. It's like just watch the thing. It's so bad. Or if you really have to sit around and fuck up, uh, fuck up, fuck. What's the fucking word I'm looking for? Just sit around on your phone. Oh, I've, I made. I was so close, Alice. I no, made it, done it. I made it this far, and somehow was able to continue stringing sentences anyone, together. But it's gone. Anyone who's listened this far is on your side. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, team. <laughs> I appreciate. I also said to Alice when she arrived today, "We got to start recording like straight away because I think I might only have one coherent hour in me." <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, that was one hour and one minute ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, yes, that thing with the the being super distracted and needing mm. multiple things on, I definitely feel like that's not a good thing yeah. for me yeah. and that I need to do some work in that department, which, again, it's not like I'm going to be a whole new person in 2023. It's like maybe just learn to do one thing at a time for an hour a day. That might be my my first goal. I don't know. Baby steps or just the, like a as opposed to the full overhaul of like just I'm going to not be a cunt next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old me is out. Yeah. Yeah. New year, new me. Now it's just new year, old me. Better new. stationary. It's <laughs> like new pants. I'm going to get some new pants. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Well, you've got new hair. That's thanks. fun. That's a very fun thing to do going <laughs> just, into a new year. I just said thanks for your for your your statements. You're like, you got new hair. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but it was meant as a compliment. <laughs> uh, that's the energy I'm going to take into yeah, 2023. Just, just yeah, credit girl. where none is earned. <laughs> How are you? Oh my god, thank you. Oh my god. Thanks. <laughs> I'm Alice. Thanks. <laughs> um yeah, that's a good move though. That's a fun thing to go into a new year with. Wait, wait which yeah. one? All right. Yes. Yeah. Um at the hairdresser, I saw this was uh like what I would call a very minor celebrity sighting, but it was not Is it you? It was <laughs> <laughs> It was um, Chantal Artin. Do you know her? She's a oh, sex yeah. artist. Yeah, yeah. The sex, she got her hair done at the same time at the same place. And it was such a weird moment because like 98.75% of me didn't give a fuck. But there was like a more than slightly over 1% of me that was like, oh, like it's so weird when you see someone in real life who you've only seen inside your phone. Yeah. And they feel just familiar enough to be a friend that it feels weird to not say hi. That is the funny thing, I think, when you in that like little moment when you see someone you recognize between when you recognize them and when your brain work out works yes. out who they are you go to say hello to them because in your mind you're like I recognize yeah. them they're my friend exactly your your face is familiar enough that I feel comfortable around you yeah yeah you're like oh no you don't know me yeah and it's like especially <laughs> when someone's with a hairdress I was like oh god that would be like the last moment anyone wants to deal with like a random stranger which is weird because I talk to strangers all the fucking time no holds barred. I'd be like, I love your shoes. I love your top. A cute dog. How I think what hairdresser are on the way out. Oh, once the yeah. once the <laughs> once the, the bib of shame is the removed. bib of shame. Yeah, perfect <laughs> way of describing it. Once the bib of shame has been removed and they just look That's, fabulous. Yeah, that is true. They do the great reveal. Then you can be like, Oh my god, you look amazing. Also, fan of your work. Yeah. Whatever. I think that would be the only appropriate yeah. time to approach someone at the hairdresser when they're like got they're like looking like a wet. <laughs> Wet dog with hair in foils and the... I mean, it doesn't... There's got to be another it's option to so the bib brutal. of shame, right? It is right? so brutal. Like, there's nothing... You can walk in feeling fine. I'll be yeah. like, oh, yeah. I mean, my hair's a bit shit. Like, on your way into the hairdresser, you haven't done anything. So, you, you're not looking your best self. But I'll be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. I go out like this all the time. Yeah. It's fine. This is I people, know what I look yeah, like. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. fine. Exactly. People, people know and love me like this. It's okay. <laughs> and then they put that fucking bib on. You're like, oh, no. Oh, why? <laughs> oh, it's real bad. <laughs> It's so it, yeah. It's it is the most confronting of things. But then the, maybe it's so. 
I mean, I'm sure it's to protect your clothes, but <gasps> how good is the yes. reveal? Because yep, it's the so contrast yeah. between like, I am a piece of shit. Where is my neck? Have I always looked like this? Why hasn't anyone told me? <gasps> Why is my neck bigger than my head? <laughs> And then you get the grand reveal at the end where you've got your new hair, but then also, oh my God, my neck's that's back. That's so true. No, that's so true because they have that. They have other ways of stopping. Is this a fucking rot? Yeah. Have we just uncovered big hairdressings? <laughs> it goes secret? all the way to the top, people. We're being had. <laughs> that's a fucking great, that's, yeah. Well, the, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> We blew this wide open. Yeah, look, hey, I feel like that's making a discovery like this is is the best way to end. What also, as previously mentioned, my time is up. <laughs> I feel like I'm done. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> On the stringing sentences together, I can just feel it like again, like sand <laughs> slipping through my fingers. I'm like, oh no. Okay, but just before we do, yeah. to say, I really feel so much fucking better than I did when I arrived yes, an hour and same. a half ago. Thank yeah. you. Like I was, I was like, I know, I know it was that thing of when you're in that space, you can't imagine not feeling that way. And I was yeah. like, I just feel like fine, but just slightly bleak and hopeless. Yeah. And I saw the same thing in your eyes and like, it's just amazing to me what humans can do for each other and friendship and uh, yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm like this. Thank it's you. It's gonna Alice. be okay, making, right? It's gonna, gonna be okay. Me do this. It's gonna be okay. It's <laughs> thanks, gonna be fine. Thanks for forcing me to do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is just oh, it's such a good reminder. And I think as well, with all of the like there's social things and social things, and people have to look after themselves the the way that they need to, but you almost like, well, I do anyway, because of this feeling of exhaustion, my natural reaction is to want to retreat and do less Mm. but then you know forgetting that how much this just like having a good like vent and chat and laugh with someone that you love actually makes you feel so much better and yeah maybe don't cancel all your plans all the time yeah because the ones that that do um fill your cup are um valuable It's like it's the friendship equivalent of going for a run where you're like, yeah, yeah. it's the best choice you ever made. (laughs) That's it. Well, and I was even saying that to myself this morning. It's like I've never like like done this. This is something that gives me energy, that gives me life. It always does. So it's which is slightly different from going to for a run. I think. I mean, even though like the same that like you don't regret it. Some runs just are heaps harder than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas this is always joyful, I think. Yeah, anyway, me too. thank you for making me, me go for the run. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Thank you. And, and thanks for everyone who's come for this <laughs> wild yeah. run with us. And who's listened for the last nearly year. It's, yeah. It's so fucking cool, you yeah. guys. We don't take it for granted. We have a little magical app that shows us the numbers and it's, yeah, like it's way more friend it's way more than our actual friends that we know yeah basically, I definitely which is, don't know that maybe. yeah and it's moving <laughs> and amazing and so fucking cool thank you it is so cool and hey happy new year everyone yeah. Woo! looking forward to um more exciting fun stuff in 2023 mm-hmm. it's gonna be a good one yeah yeah love you love you bye bye
thank you for listening to the Imposter Syndrome Club. Please follow us wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're feeling extra kind, rate and review. Or if you got any insights or value from this, share with a friend. You can also find us on Instagram at ImpostorPod or online at ImpostorSyndromeClub.com. 